Hello and uh, welcome back to the um, Jerry Jolie Genetic Show. I've got uh, JK and Jenny back for um, another um, another episode. We're going to uh, we're going to have a wee final final talk on the Everton game and then look ahead to um, the uh, the Le- Leicester or not Leicester Crystal Palace game. I'm thinking because Leicester and Crystal Palace were the two that that give us the the hammerings the last time, and then we're we're hoping for revenge, but. But no, so yes, um, as I say, I'm going to go to Jenny first because me and uh, JK covered up the um, we gave our initial thoughts on uh, the Everton defeat um, during the week. So we'll get uh, Jenny's thoughts on that. So a few days on, um, what what uh, what do you make of it, uh, Jenny? I think like all of us, it was disappointing that we didn't take a point from the game. I, I, I thought we played really well, particularly the second half. Once again, that Achilles heel, isn't it? You know, we're giving away soft goals. But the bigger picture, the fact we're all pretty disappointed we didn't get something against Everton, who, you know, let's be right, their ambitions are top four, Europa League. I think just shows how far we've come as a club in the last last couple of seasons. And, yeah, we gave the two sloppy goals, but I just thought we played excellent. And on another day, typical, isn't it? Their keeper comes in for Pickford and has an absolute worldie. And I think it shows as well, you know, I watched their game last night and, you know, United, let's be right, I hate to say it, but they're up there challenging and, you know, and pegged them back from two goals down and, and came away with the draw. So now, all in all, as I've said all season, if we go out, compete like we do, and there's not been many games where you've come away and thought, yeah, we didn't really play that day, you know, maybe Leicester at home, Tottenham away. Probably Palace to a degree, but I'm sure John will go on to that a little bit later. Uh, and United, in fairness. But no, all in all, I was I was proud of the guys. And you just say, just disappointed. We just couldn't take a point from, from the game. But we move on. And... Oh. No, you're still there. The game's gone. You're still, you're still there. We can still see you and hear you, Jenny. Jenny's having, I don't watch Jenny's doing, Jenny's having, uh, maybe too many, too many beers today there watching the match or his dinner. Um, we can still, uh, we can still see him anyway, but, um, the, we'll, we'll go on, we'll move on anyway to yourself, John. Um, have you anything else then you want to add from the, from the game the other day? No, as I say, it's just this, this frustration of conceding bloody silly goals, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what happened to you there, Jenny? Did you did you disappear and think you were no, away? We could see you the whole time. You just went out talking to myself and you thought, ah, I'm bored <laughs> of this already. Let's just go and have our own conversation. <laughs> um, no, we could, we could, st- we could see you We the could see him here and fine. Saw so, so the glasses going on, looking very serious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's serious and the glasses go on. Yes, um, even more, even more intelligent than I thought you really were. My goodness! Nah, it doesn't. It might, it might look good, John, but I tell you what, it doesn't really pay off. Once you get to know me, you'll realise that. <laughs> so now, camera, just all in all, I thought it was a, a great second half performance. We deserved a point, and we move on. And let's hope tomorrow night we can uh, we can take away three points from the mighty Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, and the I know, and the the build up to the. Um, the Everton game. Um, I say is that the the goalkeeper that was coming in, Olsen, was a bit of a tube, and I, I like I like to think that maybe you know uh, Man United's third goal last night, um, maybe done me a wee bit of wee bit of justice. 
um, on him. What, what did you did you catch the game yourself, uh, JK? Um, just just the highlights. Was was keeping an eye on the score. Um, but yeah, I, I did see that third goal, and actually, funny what you'd say come into my head. Uh, I, you know, he did make a couple of, as Jenny has said there, a couple of fantastic saves at Ellen Road, and then he, and then somebody does that. But look, look at Allison today. You know, mm. world class keeper. Obviously, Liverpool brought him in for a lot of money, and he's made a couple of. Well, you mentioned the the Foden goal. You thought he could have done better, and definitely with the, the two prior to that. So everybody, every keeper, and it's always highlighted that bit, bit more when it's a keeper. Um, we know all too well with with, with Kiko um, over the last number of seasons how much it is highlighted um, and how much that leads to frustration from a fan base when somebody makes errors. So um, you'd asked um, about have any more really to say? Not, not an awful lot. Um, just those last night's result, as as I mentioned, in the in the wee sort of grip we have, I think that sort of indicated our result almost in that they are a good team they're a good side they have a superb manager um, you know he's, he's one of the best and I think Everton are very lucky to have him I'm sure a lot of Everton fans probably feel that way too they couldn't believe he was linked with them and then you know all of a sudden he was their manager and I think I think he wanted to sort of hit the reset button himself a bit was a bit frustrated with some of us you know worry how he'd been treated elsewhere um, but to get back to the game um, I think just overall, yeah, to, to, to back up what Jenny was saying, superb second-half performance to the point now that to mention Liverpool, obviously you've seen the link with Mr Rafinha um, has been linked now with Liverpool. Um, they're, they're apparently interested in the summer of testing our our metal, if we're prepared to sell or not. That's in the in the, in the news, newspaper today. And that'll be interesting to see. Well, we've, it, you know, I, I, I've mentioned it on social media. I've said it'll be interesting to see if anybody, any of the big boys, and I wasn't thinking actually more within the Premier League. I was thinking further afield. And one or two have come back, not necessarily to me, but I've seen other people writing it since. And some people have said, why would, he, why, why would that even happen? He's only here, you know. But at the end of the day, he's, he's done very well. And... That that alerts people and teams to 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 that sort of style and quality. So it'll be interesting to see what, what pans out and in, in the summer if that's the right. I don't even know when the transfer window is going to be, and 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 the summer. I don't think any of us do yet. So it's always end around the same as it always is, but it might have to change slightly, you know. Um, but all in all, yeah, um, as Jenny has said, there's a few games you feel a bit um, sort of frustrated by. I think Wolves. And I don't think you meant the Wolves, the Wolves game for me yeah, was the true. first yeah. was was the first game that I was shall we say frustrated by in that not the, the lack of effort but just the fact that we couldn't get anywhere and then there was that challenge um, by Jimenez um, on on went unpunished um, as well that night um, that was the first mm-hmm. game I, I feel I felt really oh this is going to be there's going to be a few of these games this season it's going to be difficult. At times, just to break teams down, and they're they've a lot more guile. They know what they're doing. Um, they're, they're they're established Premier League teams. Um, but yeah, I agree with the other games that you've mentioned there. Um, but particularly the Palace one, I think that's one of the ones that vexes a lot of people. Um, which we'll I'm sure we'll move on to shortly. Um, I don't I, I don't want to talk too much about the um the the obviously Man United and Everton game. But one thing I would actually point to about that game because like obviously. 
Everton's out fresh in our memories because of what happened on Wednesday. But from watching that game, I felt that they maybe gave Manchester United a wee bit too much respect in comparison to the way they played against us. Like they went and they and they really went for the game against us. And like even the changes in the teams, like they brought in like an extra midfielder, like a wee man Tom Davis, and and they were very sort of negative. Got went two 0 down, turned it on for five or ten minutes, got two goals, then went back to negativity and looked like they were going to lose until they had the throw over and at the end and got the draw. So um, it's interesting to see how good, as you as you say, um, J.K. Um, Ancelotti, like, and and even even um, James Rodriguez, like, if you'd have said to an Everton fan a couple of years ago, like, whenever you're sitting and you're going from like, like, obviously, Koeman's a big name, um, from more so from his playing days, but like, they're kind of bringing in managers like Sam Allardyce, um, Silva from Watford, Koeman from Southampton, and then you go out and you get. Carlo Ancelotti, who must he must must be about three European Cups. He's won, I think he won maybe two with Milan and one with Real Madrid. So it's a big, big, it's a big manager to have for them. And I think they could have done more last night. And, and I do think, as I said, for me to summarize the game against Everton, where was we came up against a good team that played well, and we were unlucky not to get something. So I think there, uh, there's technically there's no positives in defeat, but. I could. I think that Bielsa and Leeds and us as fans, there's a lot that we could take out of that game, which you know, which which you could look at positively. Um, on the Rafinha link with Liverpool, you, did you see a number? Was it was there a was there a price, J.K.? Well, that's that's the thing. It was. It's, I just saw it as a passing headline, and I just saw the sort of laughing emojis from <clears> people <throat> underneath from our fan base because the link was fifteen million. Which obviously is less than we paid plus, but it was add-ons after that, so it's going to be an initial fifteen million, then whatever after that. So I didn't see the total in the end, no. But um, I've, you know, it's it's not surprising that, there, that you will get. Again, I'll say it that you'll get a, a player of that quality linked with other clubs. Who, in in fairness, Liverpool are they're not only a bit ahead of us; they're well ahead of us in terms of of um, of status. Currently, um, so links like that will happen. Um, again, let's 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 see what happens in the, in the next number of months. Um, I think. What what would your thoughts on that be, Jenny? Would, would you think that like I think I think it's quite interesting because it's it's probably the first time where not only the player, so we we're kind of all kind of feeling a bit confident and a bit of a swagger, you know, now that we're back in the Premier League. So if somebody like a like a the bigger boy comes along and, and tries to tries to you know steal your steal your girl so to speak. Um, but um, what would you say, Jenny, if um, if you thought that Liverpool were were interested in him? Like, where do you think Leeds would stand on it? Like, do you think Radrazani? Like, this is kind of like the first test for him to see like how how um how much he would dig his heels in. Like, where what do you think would uh, be the outcome of that? I like to think we'll want to keep him. But then, you know, Radrazani's been quite open in the last couple of weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. He wants to kind of build us a bit like the Leicester team. And Leicester have been prepared to let Maguire went. <clears throat> Mares went to City. And what they try and do is bring in, <clears throat> like a Rafina, buy him for 17 million and probably flog him for, for double that. But they've got another player ready to come in and, and, and take over that, that role. I think it'd be a real shame for us to start losing some of our top players after our first season in the Premier League. Um, and I hope if 
well, we are going to stay up. There's no need to have to sell him. But as we know, it's not always the club, is it? It's the players. And if Rafina was to turn around or be an awkward bugger and think, no, I want to move on to a Liverpool or a top four club, it is very difficult to keep a player, particularly if he's, if he's not going to be happy. But Bielsa stays. You can see the what the club are trying to do, what they're trying to build. And, and, and hopefully, you know, he'll give it at least another couple of seasons. Because personally, I think him and Rodrigo will be a lot better even next season for another year under Bielsa. You know, Rafinha's, don't get me wrong, last few weeks he's been superb and since he started. But there have been games where he's drifted away or he's looked a bit tired in the second half of games. He's still got a lot to learn in the Premier League. But as you say, when players are starting to turn it on, then they do attract you know, other clubs' interest. Same with Calvin. You know, I'm sure at some point Calvin's going to, again, raise some interest with some of the bigger clubs. But I suppose it could be a feeder club for Real Madrid rather than Norwich in the future, couldn't we? That's not a bad a bad thing. That's another <laughs> step up. But no, to, oh, in all seriousness, I, I, I just hope we can keep the, the likes of Rafinha for, for a bit longer. And I think as people have put on social media, we want to see these guys live, don't we? And it's probably not going to be now until, until next season, until we get that that opportunity. But I think it again just shows how far we've come that a team like Liverpool and probably one or two others are, are looking at a player like Rafina rather than Luke Vardy or um, you know <laughs> those sort of players that were outstanding in the time. Paul Green. Whatever happened to him, JK? <laughs> I think he's still playing. I'm not sure where. Maybe I think he's on. His, I think he's League One or League Two somewhere. I'm not too sure exactly where. I, I did check there in in the not so distant past. I was it MK Dawn something like that. Maybe a, a graveyard <laughs> where where people go. Just ask Richard Q. Um, you know. So I I don't know. Um, I think he still is playing remarkably. Wow, bloody hell! Mm, yeah. yeah. But what are your thoughts, Jerry? I have a like. I, think, I do think it's interesting. I think if the player, um, I always kind of thought that, like, whenever we got up to this, it was something that I thought in my head, like, you know, whenever teams are going to start coming in and looking at our players, like, what, what's going to happen? I always had it in my head that it was going to be Phillips, was going to be the one that people were going to be mm. the most interested in. Um, and I always kind of had that thing where, like, it's going to be like, like, we kind of need to match their ambitions. We're like, he's a lead lad, he supports the club. Rafinha's completely different. Like, Rafinha's probably got, like, in his head, like, a lot of these Brazilians have, like, a career map. You know, like, yeah. what's the route I can take to get to the, the highest level, you know? And and if realistically, if Liverpool come in for him um, and the money's right, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, if he did go. Um, but I would be looking... Like Liverpool seem to be look like they seem to try to be doing sort of quite stingy deals. Like you know, like they seem to be looking for for real value. And you know, if it's value they're after, no, it's like put the knots on, and you know, we'll we'll see, we'll talk about it. Um, Rafinha himself, actually, it's a sort of like an interesting link to, to come into it. Then um, to the the Palace game, um, like. Whenever we last played them, and obviously we lost 4 1, and I'm, I'm going to just rip VAR to shreds in a minute. Um, but uh, in that particular game, Rafinha came on as a sub. Um, so, like, he's only like he only signed for us kind of right at the end of the window and come off the bench a few times. And, you know, he's making his mark and he's already got to the stage where supposedly Liverpool are looking at him, you know. So it shows you what kind of a player he is. 
Um, but it does. It takes us nicely into the Palace game then. So we're playing them tomorrow night. Um, I was looking at it. They have a lot of injuries. I was looking, they've got like ten players supposedly out. The big one, Saha. But of the list of players that they have out, only two of them played against us the last time, um, which is Zaha and James MacArthur, who may be fit again for this game. So I'm not I'm not sure what way that'll be. Um, I think Zaha being out is a big a big plus for for Leeds. The player that I'm worried about and has caused us all kind of problems in the the, the past is um is a is it a yeah, but I think he's a I think he's a talent, um, and I would like to think we would we would uh, deal with him. The other thing that worries me is Crystal Palace play four four two. Bielsa plays three at the back, and I hate watching Leeds with three at the back. I really don't like it. I really think it's unbalanced. Um, what's your what's your thoughts yourself, JK? Well, I'll pick up on your point there, Jerry. That's yeah, four four two equals problems for us. I think. Um, but counterbalance by that, your, your comment on Zaha, I think it's important. Um, I was looking at some of the, the, the BBC Sport um, statistics today uh, for both teams. And um, Zaha, when he's out um, as an injured in, a, in his career at Crystal Palace, they've only won out of 18 games. They've won two, lost 16. So that shows you, uh, you know, how influential he is. Um, we've to to start the alarm the alarm bells here. We've we've played twice. We've I think we've mentioned both games. Was it Wolves and Leicester? We've played on Monday Night Football live twice and lost twice. Um, so again, hopefully maybe we can break that. Um, but Palace's away form up until the Newcastle game was poor. Um, they they're not great on the road. Um, so you know I would I would like to think that we could impose our game on them, try and get an early goal. That means they have to come out and play, and you know what happens when teams come out and play against us. So I think that has to be the aim. Is to, I know that sounds very simplistic, and why would every team not do that? But that's what we tend to do, is to try and get that really, really early goal. Whereas again, some te- teams are quite happy to consolidate, get through the first, whatever it may be. We don't. We tend to try and we're up on the front foot straight away, and expect that tomorrow night, um, and uh, hopefully, as I say, an early strike, and uh, they have to come out and play, and as a result, then will leave themselves leave gaps. So that's that's my initial thoughts on it. What do you think yourself, Jenny? Three one. <clears throat> I fancy us tomorrow. I really do. And I think also <clears throat> when we played down there, we didn't have Phillips, did we? Well, Which makes a massive difference. And depending which way Bielsa goes, you know, that ZZ what they call him, he's, he looks a good player uh, from, from QPR. But again, depending on our formation, how he sets up, you'd expect Phillips to maybe be the man to um, to guard him through the 90 minutes. So, yeah, they have got a few injuries. They're a well-organised, well-drilled team, as, as JK says. But I, I just feel, you know, these are the games again where you're looking to to take some some points or at least a point tomorrow wouldn't be the end of the world. But I think we continue from the second half, how we performed against Everton. Again, it is always that early goal with Leeds, isn't it? Or the first goal. I, I, I think we'll be okay tomorrow night. And I think we can, uh, I don't think, I'm pretty confident, without getting overconfident, we, we can take three points and, and move on to, to the next game. 
So I have I have to do it. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. <laughs> can, anybody, can anybody remember the, the the game down there? Like I was like I was watching the highlights and like obviously the one that sticks out for me is the the Bamford, the offside, which was, was absolutely mental. Uh, so his, his arm was offside. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I tell you what, see that bit that was playing him onside. I hope he scores with that bit tomorrow night, and we'll see what the referee does because I guarantee you, not give it. Um, but uh, do we know? Do you know who the referee is for tomorrow night? I don't know. I never even looked. I, I never looked tomorrow. Um, Adrian, what's his name? J.K. Adrian, I forget his oh. surname. Is that the the Australian guy? No. Oh, no, uh, Adrian Marnay or something they call him. Oh, oh, yes. Aye. Okay, yeah. Well, you'll, well, you'll, you'll know as soon as you see him tomorrow night. Aye. Yeah, he's, he's refereed some games for us this season. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it Andre Marner? That's or the one, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So you say it's so much nicer than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did well from what you give me now. Exactly, exactly. I'll, I'll go back to whatever you said originally. When, when I, if, if it is, if he, if he referees poorly, um, no, he. To be fair, I think he's he's one of the better ones. Um, I, we mentioned, I, th- I think, it was just Jerry and I on on um, Monday evening. I said you heard what I said about refs. I'm not over impressed <laughs> by them, but you know, if you were going to impeck an order probably himself and Michael Oliver probably would be up near the top and then you, you, you progressively go down downhill after that with Mr. Dean and Lee Mason and, and various others. Um, but no, I think overall, I think he's, he's he usually, a few times, very few times I sit and go, and what? When you, when you do with other referees, you're thinking, not him again and why have they, you know, you've mentioned far there, Jerry, it was, it was per that day and it really hasn't improved at all in any shape or form. In fact, if anything, it's probably got worse because I think VAR used to be criticised because nobody, there were decisions were changed by the week, but now they're actually being checked, checked again by somebody at Stockley Park. And yet, nearly every other person that you would stop in the street in a family fortune style and say, do you think that's a red card? Do you think that's a penalty? Do you think whatever it may be? 99% of people will say no, but yet Stockley Park always seem to say yes for every single, whether it's disallowing a goal, allowing a goal, whatever it may be. So let, let you know, let's hope again there's no, there's none of that tomorrow night because you, just whenever something does, Ovar's checking that, that, it nearly puts the shackles up. You know, the amount of times you hear that that sentence in 90 minutes and you're thinking, why are they, what's there to check? You know, I didn't say anything wrong. I know everything's fine. You know, so let's hope if there's going to be, I don't want to win games controversially. And I know we will at times, but I would like to win just based on um, the fact we've played the, we're the better team on, on the night or, or um, during the game, whenever that may be. That's what I prefer because people will remember, people will say, oh, but remember, Sheffield United still talked about this season, about, or Aston Villa, sorry. The Aston Villa result against Sheffield is still mentioned, despite the fact that Aston Villa are doing quite well this year. It's still mentioned. Oh, they're only up because of a VAR decision that went wrong. You know, so people people have long memories when it comes to these decisions. So, um, but I don't don't think we've benefited that much from VAR this season from memory. Maybe the odd one or two, but 
nothing, nothing major. We've we've definitely been on the wrong side, in my opinion, a couple of times, uh, but don't think so much on the right side. I think the the Bamford one anyway, probably the less the less said about that, the better. But um, <laughs> he did in that game. He actually scored. He did score a really good goal. I was watching the highlights yeah. earlier and took it in the chest and volley and. It was a good goal, and your your guy is a he scored the the good free kick. Do you remember mm-hmm. as well the um, the Hilder Costa OG? I completely forgot about that until I seen it. Yes, yes. Like, they, they, you could honestly do that a hundred times, and it would never go in. Like so, you're kind of looking at it and thinking. Obviously, there was the I think the first goal was our set piece frailties again. Um, was uh, Scott? I think it was Scott Dan maybe scored it. But um, yeah, like I remember watching the game. Um, I think it was was it was it three o'clock on a Saturday. I think it was. Yeah, at the yeah, was, yeah. yeah. I remember watching it, you know, and and just like like it was it was kind of one of them games where it just felt like anything that could go wrong did go wrong, you know, and it was kind of it was unfortunate. But definitely think we owe them one. Definitely think we owe them one after like it just I'm, I'm still still flabbergasted by the um the, the Bamford offside like I still will. I'll never understand that I, d- I don't understand football rules half the time now like and, it, and it's you know it's unfortunate um so you think 3-1 Jenny and what about you JK what's your what's your prediction for the game um don't think we tend to do we were going there was a period there they were referring to uh Melee's clean sheets and we haven't done one for a while or well maybe we have but um it, it's not been mentioned as much as it was in commentary previously um i don't know two one three two the odd goal maybe i think I, which, could I, be, I, which could be one nil as well of course i'd say i'd say i i go i would go one nil i'd be i'd be delighted with one nil um, so what um, the, problem, the problem for us though is if we if we went and I say problem that's all right if we win we went one nil up say after two minutes let's, let's just be hypothetically here our hearts are in burn our mouths for 88 that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> because of the way we play and because of some of the the passbacks and, and some of the things that go on we we would be on eggshells as you would say Jerry for, for the, the remainder of the game panicking going get that second goal get that second goal and if it just didn't come you would be, even at 90 plus, whatever, you'd still be thinking, they probably get one here, you know? So, I don't I've know. Seen this but, like that, two or three now up, like the Watson leads this season sometimes. Like, <laughs> like even the, the game we, we beat Newcastle 5-3, like, it just wasn't ready, you know, until it was until it was over. And even we were about 4-0 up at West Brom at half times at three or four nil and I was still thinking, you know, just just take it easy, just get through this, get through this. <laughs> you just you just never know. You just never know. In fairness on the flip side, even when it gets to ninety and we could be losing two or three one, I still think if we get a point today I'd be happy. Three I'd definitely be happy. And that's at ninety. And we've, <laughs> only got, we've only got five minutes, you know, but you still think they, they would be capable of maybe doing something. So um it, it, it can work the other way too. So Jenny, what do you um, what if you were sort of tasked with picking picking the lineup? Um, not necessarily what you would do, but what do you think we also will do? Do you think there will be any any changes, or do you think we're pretty much on the same thing? I, I think he'll stick with the same team, Jerry. That started against Everton, to be honest with you. Unless there's any late injuries that he's, he's, he's not made as aware of on Friday, I, I think he'll start with the with the same 11, which 
you can't argue against that. I think it, it probably makes sense. As I say, they, they, they did okay. It's quite interesting, isn't it? You see some games where he's quite quick to change change things, even before half-time or at half-time. But he, he obviously believed that the 11 that were out there against Everton were, were capable of turning it around and, and, and then early did. So, yeah, I, I, it'll be the same 11. I, ca- I can't really see any changes at all, to be honest with you. Just, just coming back to y- your point on VAR, it still amazes me that we're all talking about it from fans, managers, coaches, TV pundits. And it's time we all started to do something and really fight back and try and get something done because it's horrible. It's killing football. I mean, I dread to think what it'd be like if the stadiums were full, some of these decisions. You know, football is our passion. It might work with cricket. It might work with rugby. But... How much longer do we have to put up with this week in, week out? And not just really, I'm talking about the whole of the Premier League and probably clubs around Europe and the world. When are we going to do something and, and make make it known? We ain't happy with FIFA or, you, you know, UEFA. You know, David Ellery, who managed, sorry, refereed years and years ago, he's on that committee with Mike Riley making decisions. How can that be right in a game that has changed so, so much in the last 20 years? But I just don't know. I mean, a friend and I were talking about it and we were joking. If we've got 100,000 people signed up, can we get it through into Parliament to, to review it? But we can't keep, we can't, it's killing it, isn't it? The fact yeah. we're not there, we're probably not able to put our, our thoughts across. But when we do get back into the stadiums, if, if this doesn't change, it's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's killing the sport we absolutely love. And we want, we want referees are human. But even when they're going to the monitors, I mean, how did Mike Dean last night send that guy off? It was just, it's just not, it's just not right. And I think the goal, Southampton, a goal chalked off the other week, Danny Ings, and that was very similar to the Bamford one. What are these guys looking at at Stockley Park? Just, just, it's just ludicrous. And I'm very passionate, like JK and you guys are, and I think millions of us feel the same. But what can we do to try and get the people that, making these decisions to seriously think about a rethink. I'm not saying get rid of it, but there's got to be things that have got to change going forward because it's, it is, it just drives me absolutely crackers. Even when I'm watching a game that I don't support either team, you're just thinking, gosh, come on. That's just, it's, it's, it's horrendous. We're all football fans at the end of the day. We have our clubs and we're all, we love it. We love the passion. We're all in the same boat and sorry for going on, but, I know JK oh, earlier on, but I do. At what point do we all say enough is enough? I, I don't think you are, I think you make a, a series of, of very good, sort of one overarching point, but overall, you know, you could break that down into several bullet points. Um, what I would say is everybody, the, the ironic thing about VAR is that everybody was crying out for a VAR or a VAR type process for years and years. If only there was technology, if only there was this. But I think VAR, the difficulty is that if they brought it in in a slower way, so for example, the goal line technology that I referred to earlier on that didn't work, has only worked not worked once, pretty much every other time. It's supposed mm. to have worked, it has worked. So if they brought it in, drip fed it in a bit more, I think they wanted to have everything in. As you said, a difficult time when there are no fans because you're quite right. Um, you dread to think. Look at some of the things that have happened w- over the years with fans in referee refereeing decisions or so, a, a decision that I, that I found. You remember the the guy coming on and, and smacking Greatish? 
you know, there was yeah. things like that happening when they were, when there were fans on the ground. So you think about it now. If something, pick any VAR decision you want that's led to controversy, and, and nearly every one of them does that people can't understand. Yes, you're right. You would have either a situation where a fan runs on the pitch or, or several fans to maybe delay the game or stop the game or, or, or an vain attempt maybe to do so. Um, so you dread to think, but it was, everybody was crying out for it, saying we need something to change For on the flip side. But now what you see is a very convoluted, complicated system from what I can see that changes. You, you said, what are they looking at? I think that answer changes every single time they actually look at something because they, sh they show the line sometimes, don't they, of where they got the decision. And that, but they're completely different lines from everybody else look, looking at. So, you know, the Bamford one was, was an example from, from the Palace game. That was one where they showed, I think, where that, how they came to the decision. I think you've mentioned there rugby and cricket. Um, whilst I don't watch either sport that much, um, rugby a bit, you hear what's been said uh, from the equivalent of, of Stockley Park. It's all very, it's well communicated. You can hear mm. what's been said and you can almost predict what's going to be, you know, they, show, they slow it down. You know, sometimes is it a try, is it not a try? You can see, you can hear the conversation that's been had. And I think that's fantastic because it just helps the situation. And already the players seem to know almost what's going to, what the decision is going to be, um, for good or for bad. Um, but I listened to, um, there was, there was a, a VAR special done by The Guardian. I would listen to The Guardian football podcast. And they had a guy on who's at the helm of this. Uh, and he said, basically, you'd said about don't get rid of it. Well, it's not going anywhere. It, it, it's staying because they've invested a lot of money in it, therefore, and, and personnel, etc. So it's staying, whether we like it or not. But I think they need to, it's unlikely anything's going to be done mid-season. But I think if there's going to be any sort of a break in football this year, I think they need to take stock then and do what they can to improve things. Because if they don't, then as you say, generally when fans get back on the ground, goodness only knows what, what what that could lead to. Even watching at home, like that Bamford one, guys, you know, you're jumping up and down and then you're like, oh, hang on a minute, is it going to be given? It just, that's, 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 what, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. You know, a last minute winner or like the Marnie goal, I think in the, uh, in the Derby, Liverpool-Everton, no, it, it was millimetres. You know, mm -hmm. three two against you know one of your rivals, and you're jumping up and down if you've been in the ground. The next minute, sorry, it's it's cancelled out. I think that's a, the, a new decision. Yeah, like that. That obviously did happen pre-bar with an offside that was missed, um, an offside flag. I mean, where everybody's missed it due to the passion of, of the situation. Like a goal scored. Nobody's looking towards that other side where there's somebody with a flag up. So it has happened, but few and far mm -hmm. between. Um, but that's, that's, somebody said VAR, the difficulty with VAR is that people are looking now to see, has a linesman got a flag up? Has, um, is there something else? So people aren't celebrating. I know they're, they're, they're um, encouraging people not to celebrate anyway, due, due to COVID, but mm. somebody ironically did a picture of social media today of rugby and said, no celebrating, but you've got two scrums today. Or you've got 30 players all in, in a scrum, so they're, they're as close as you're going to get, you know, in terms of, of, of contact sport. Um, but you're right when you say people, you know, to have that withdrawn, that's, that's, that is the main thing 
in terms of, of, of football. It's to be able to celebrate with your respective teams, 11 players on the pitch when they score a goal. And that's been that's that's dwindling away, and it's it's the lifeblood of, of, of football. And if that goes, you know, there already are there already people, a lot of people saying that football is a business now as opposed to a sport. And you know, VAR is is ultimately going to, you know, that's going to lead to that further, where it's economics as opposed to uh, as opposed to sport. So who can change it, JK? If, if 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 people put enough pressure on, who are the actual bodies that could say we need to have a, a look at this and we need to really think seriously about who, who, you, who you mentioned? Who you mentioned there? You, you know, FIFA and, and UEFA, and then you've got um, obviously a contingency then at, at Stockley Park as well. Who who would who would in effect have to go to the the higher bodies and say this this isn't working? Like if you remember the 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 handball um, situation this season that obviously had to be reviewed um, after a couple mm-hmm. of months that was in place in Europe uh, for at least one season if not two um, and you were seeing those frequently in games and thinking you didn't think anything of it because it happened that often it's only whenever it happens closer to home that people took any notice of it and thought this could come in here and UEFA and FIFA did they just they just brought it in and said you have to follow suit. With the rest of, of of Europe and further afield, there are handballs being given in those respective leagues. They're not in yours, and you can't you can't be different. So, power-wise, um, the FA actually don't have any. It they will be dictated to by others. And, and is it? I mean, Jerry, I know you watch a bit of European football. Is, is the feeling the same within Europe? You know, the, the decisions, the way it's handled, or do, do you sense sometimes they handle it better than what we're doing over here? I, I, it's interesting you say because I was, I was going to mention a, a tweet that I seen the other day, and um, somebody basically says like nobody was complaining during the World Cup, twenty eighteen World Cup, nobody was complaining about for um, La Liga, Serie A. There's been a couple of incidents, you know, where but it's it's nowhere near the the um, constant you know stream of stuff that that we seem to get here. Now I, I wouldn't like the like I watch a lot of Serie A and I watch a lot of La Liga, mm. um, but. Obviously, I'm not reading the their media as such, you know, because obviously the language barrier. Um, so I'm not maybe like maybe I'm missing out, and it is as big a deal there. But but like from watching games, there's like the, the incidents. It seems to be handled. It does seem to be handled better. Um, like I th- I personally think there should be a rule where Stockley Park have got ten seconds or fifteen seconds, and if they can look at a decision and say that's wrong within that length of time then fair enough. But whenever you're doing this nonsense where you're putting a, a line underneath somebody's armpit to try and figure out whether they're off, you know, it's, it's, it is nonsense. Like, and, and it, it is not right. You will hear commentators, whether it be pundits on TV or, or, or on the radio, and they're quite right in what they say. Yes, there will be the odd time there will be something that needs to be reviewed and reviewed properly, whatever it may be. But the majority of decisions, you can say... So a lay person watching it has a has a, a view, might be right, might be wrong. But if you're if you're in about five minutes and you still haven't, and let's let, let's not joke about this, this has happened on occasion where it's taken that length of time. If you're taking that long to make a decision about anything, no matter what it is, then obviously there's something wrong. Where if you can't make that decision, like I would have thought maybe to sort of sort of slightly expand what you're saying, Jerry, I think maybe there should be a cap. In terms of the time, so Stockley Park have 
15 seconds, I think maybe, you know, might be a bit knee-jerk. There will be times when you would need a bit longer, but I think they should have, maybe, or even have it, I know this sounds, this is, we're getting into very mechanics of it, but maybe for certain decisions, you know, an offside is quicker than a red card is quicker than, you know, there'll be times when you, you can't expect somebody on a split second to give you that, to give you that answer. But at the same time, I think there should be an overall cap. And if they haven't made a decision by that time, then it, it's scrub, whatever it is. And look, let you're, you're right in what you say, Jenny, what, what can be done? I think it's whenever somebody's hitting the pocket, whether it be a manager, his team, players, supporters, whatever, you know, once that happens, then I think you could see some sort of revolt, whatever, if that's the right term. Um, but until then, you know, things will just keep going as they are. You know, uh, to get back to sorry, Joe, what you were saying, what you were saying there about European football, I, I, this sounds like all I ever do is listen to podcasts, and in fairness, I do listen an awful lot. Um, I would listen to a couple of ones about European leagues. The Guardian do a good one, uh, or they certainly cover the European leagues in, in, in at least once or twice a week. And Five Live do a European special every week, and they they talk about VAR, but they only talk about VAR in terms of the Premier League. They don't talk about VAR elsewhere because it's just the, the the problems that that are being experienced um, here um, are not happening elsewhere. There might be the odd odd thing, but it's odd. There's it, it just doesn't happen with the same um, the same volume that, that that's happening here for whatever reason. I don't know whether VAR has been that or something similar has been in longer in Europe um, and they're just more used to it and have better systems or whatever it is. But there certainly isn't this, they don't seem to mention, you know, mm. this decision, that decision um, elsewhere. It just doesn't seem to, 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 be, to be an issue elsewhere. Just doesn't seem to be getting better into the second season of it, isn't it? That's that's the frustrating thing. You know, we all accepted, even we obviously worked in the Premier League last year, these things take time to iron out. It just feels into the second season, there's even more controversy this season than the, the, yeah. than last season. And you'd like to think, you know, we'd, we'd no, learn right. things and we can improve it. Because yeah. anybody who cares and loves the football, you know, just doesn't want, like you say, to be two, three minutes for a decision, taking away that passion. It's just wrong. A guy in Stockley Park um, can make that call sometimes. I know they're using the monitors a little bit more than last season, but it just, yeah, it's just so, so frustrating. Yeah. See, with regards to the monitors, you say about the monitors, have you ever seen a referee go under the monitor in the Premier League and not change the decision or like not be like, it always seems to me like it's like, VAR's looking at something and it's either they've noticed something and they're going to make like a big sort of semi-controversial call and then they get the referee to go over it. It's never like a case of like the referee comes over, has a look and stands by what he originally thought. You know, every time it feels like it's like once it goes that length, it's definitely getting changed. Mm. Yeah, correct. There was one this season that I can think of and I can't think of the referee that actually did over overrule a... Yeah, I think, I think there was a was there a, either a red card that became a yellow card or vice versa. There was one so definitely. Like that, yeah, there was there was a decision, and but you're right with you say, Jerry um, and, and Johnny as well. Um, nine times out of ten, if not higher, ninety nine percent of the time, when a referee's heading over, it, I would listen to a lot of football commentary as well because you can't watch every single game. And they will say, oh, the referee's going to. And they, they'll already say, obviously, it's going to be a red card. It's going to be a penalty. They, they tell you what it's going to be. 
you know, because yeah. they've they've seen the incident already themselves live, so they're, they're able to tell you this is going to be this is what's going to happen. And again, invariably, they're right because the referee doesn't go to the monitor just for the sake of it, or he has been told to go and look review something that's been missed, or they've missed the the, the official themselves, one of, or somebody should have picked up on, or alternatively something that they've got wrong and that's what VAR was there for it was a clear and obvious error is what VAR was brought in for it wasn't brought in to pick up on every handball to pick up on because that happens you know it, it will happen so they, they even mentioned today um, and I did see it the, the guy who was sent off in the rugby for Ireland uh, Martin Johnson said it at half time 20 years ago that wouldn't have even been picked up on it's technology ha- picks up on these things now and that that would have just gone unpunished twenty years ago. Um, wow. So football's evolving too, but not as you say, Jenny, not for the, the better. The, the guy who was on that, that podcast I was referring to earlier um, about um, Stockley Park, they basically said that initially, and this is initially from memory, this was a three-year project to get a lot of the oddities, a lot of the controversy. That's what he actually said. He said it's three years. That's our first milestone. And then after that, well, we know we really shouldn't have the same amount of complaints. And Max Rushton, who was on, um, said three years? That seems an awful long time to give you any sort of, you know, before you would be content and happy that everything's okay. And so, well, that's that's what's been agreed. And that's what, you know, we're, we're working towards that. So maybe, again, that, that explains why, if you've already alluded to it there, Anthony, why things are worse this season, because... There are more things that are maybe being analysed, more things that are being looked at from a VAR perspective than maybe were at the start. Um, there's probably more. There's probably things now that we're not even we haven't seen on a football pitch, we haven't thought of that. We'll we'll go to the the VAR check, and uh, again, people say like you think about the um, the Aston Villa Manchester City game. Do you remember when the guy scored the goal and everybody thought it was offside? Um, and said, oh, that rule's been in for whatever length of time it was, and nobody seemed to know it was there. You know, and your man, Peter Walton, here's another name. Um, he, <laughs> he, he, he <laughs> I know, Jerry, get him on as a guest some week for a laugh. You'd have, you'd have a, <laughs> an interesting three quarters of an hour, an hour. Um, but, you know, he he changed. He sort of seems to always side. He goes, "Oh, that'll be a, a that'll be an offside." And then, to remember, he was told, "No, actually, the rule is." And he goes, "Oh, sorry, yes, it, it actually should be a goal then." Like what he what that I would hate to see what that man's salary is because if he's paid any money at all, it's too much. You know, it really is. I beat him. I'm sure he's on a salary. He has to be. He's not. He's not doing it for fun, for free. So therefore, he is, and it's still an eleven. Absolutely, is there. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, this is this is all we've had a good VAR run and it's all because of that stupid referee and that stupid Patrick Bromford <laughs> goal where we get cheated. So fingers crossed we're gonna we're gonna write that wrong tomorrow night. Um Absolutely. just before we before we go then, just obviously we, we I think we all seen bits of the match anyway earlier there in Man City beat Liverpool. Um can anybody in the Premier League stop Man City? Go with you, JK, first. No. Jenny? No. Easy. Easy done, then, not there. Um, no, I didn't agree with you. have got a game in hand as well, haven't you, on a few teams. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, with a game in hand. I did look, now, their next... I think it's easy on us. 
But yeah, yeah, I don't know when they play us, but hopefully by that stage, maybe have April. that. April. 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 I think we've got City oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. in a yeah, yeah, that's right. Weeks. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. Yeah, actually, yeah. That, that sounds. Thank you, Jerry. Right. Nine easy points there, JK. <laughs> uh, for other teams, maybe. Um, <laughs> what were we going to say, Jerry? Sorry. I know. I just, I just want to say this. Uh, if they're, if they're going to, if anybody's going to catch them, I think their next five games, they've got sort of five difficult enough games. I think there's like Everton, Arsenal, Chelsea, maybe, and United, Man United and West Ham possibly are their next five. Um, so if they, you know, they've a hard enough we run there, but they've a good. They have a good cushion and they looked pretty good today. Like it has to be said, the wee guy Phil Foden's a serious talent. I know. Um, well, true, there was today a was a test. Him. Pre, pre, pre um, half four today was a test. Despite the yeah. fact that Liverpool haven't been playing well today, it was deemed to be, you know, this this is going to be a big test and they, they breezed through it. They really I did. The commentary is that they've not won there, or they've won there twice in. Yeah, it's not been a happy hundred run. Hundred round it's just, it's yeah, like a, a yeah. proper bogey ground for City at Anfield. Yeah, they they mentioned um, they mentioned that about um, that whenever Salah got the penalty, they said this is not this is not a ground where they you know even when it was one each, and they sort of were sort of building it up Tyler and and Gary Neville were sort of building up almost oh let's see what happens and then sure before you knew it in a flash it was. It was three one. Um, they were. I um, would be friendly with a couple of brothers who support Manchester City, and they were mentioning today on social media that they were thirteen to five, um, betting wise today, Manchester City, and they were jumping on that. They said that's easy money as far as we're concerned. Now, a bit bravado, but at the same time, now they've hopefully they'll have a a couple of beers to celebrate because I think they must. I think they must have a few pounds in their pockets as of this evening. Just, just to go back to one thing that you mentioned about um, the lineup tomorrow night, Jerry. Um, the under twenty threes played today very mm. well, I may add, um, and they were getting you know a lot of plaudits um, on from media, as in Joe Earcarts and 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 uh, Graham Smith and people like that. But they were also getting you know a lot of lot of um, Leeds fans. But Charlie Cresswell and Niall Huggins didn't play today. They weren't weren't on at all. Uh, it was a very small bench, so that sort of seems to indicate that um, they they'll be on the bench minimum. Um, you never know. Uh, maybe maybe he thinks to himself, "Do we throw one of those two in just to see?" You know. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And yet the three players that seem to make the headlines when you listen to certainly Joe Urquhart and you watch the games is. Um, the lad from Wigan, Sam Greenwood, and the, and the right back from Fulham. You know, there's, there yeah. seems a lot of hope that those three really could break into the team. But at the moment, it, it's like Cresswell, Casey, Huggins, and, and Jenkins. Yeah. And I think he scored two today, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Gullhart. Yeah, did yeah. Did you see the goals? Did you see the goals? Yeah, I've just, I, I watched them back on. Uh, well, on one of them, TV. one of them is is not a million miles away from the Foden goal. Mullen's very, very similar in terms of, of, of putting the into the top left hand corner. Um but the the lad Somerville as well, Jenny, is getting a lot of mm. a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, air airtime and airspace. So I I would say I would love to see a wee man Gellar get get a game as an I mean what I mean by that is on the bench and bring him on and not necessarily in a game that He'd have to come on and do something. It's more give him a game 
give him a run out because he is. I think I think he will make it. I think he will be a first team player, if not this season. I don't mean a regular. I mean a first team player, if not this season, definitely. I think at some stage next, and, and Greenwood as well. I think maybe he missed a penalty today. Um, I think will break through as well. You know, if they keep their heads down, get the attitude right, which is all what Bielsa expects. You know. Those players that haven't made it, that some people think would or should have made it, um, you know, it's. I think it's down to what he sees on the training ground, more so than your average manager. He he's very very into what people put in shift ways, and those players you've mentioned, I think some of those will get a chance. Um, we're never we're at that magic safety net, whatever. We've we've talked about this over a few of these. Uh, we don't know what that's going to be, but we think it's going to be. If we take forty as your average, then you know. We're not a million miles away from there. Another three points tomorrow night. You're definitely not going to be that far away. Uh, so I would like to see a few of those get the chance as and when it's appropriate. I don't mean bring it in as desperation, which has happened with other teams. Sometimes they bring in youth and it works. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think it would be nice to just break a few of them in this, you know, before the season ends and let them get a feel for what it's going to be like. Because... You've mentioned crowds. They'll be back eventually, Jenny. And oh, well. Ellen Road is not a forgiven place. You know, it's it's <laughs> no. it's it's a fantastic atmosphere when things are going well. It can be a forgiven to a point if they can see effort. But if players aren't putting the shift in, then we're a we can be a horrible bunch. <laughs> but so well, we so can. can be a lot of fans. Yeah, but we, we But we can be. We can, you know, Phil Hay. Um, we're doing a lot of name dropping tonight. Phil Hay talks about toxic, and he says Ellen Road can be, and, and we know over the last 16 years at times it really has been, given what's been served up, whether it be managers, chairman, or players, or a combination of all three. We've had some horrendous times over the last 16 years. Um, but as things are, we're all smiles, aren't we? It's a Sunday evening. What more could we have? Great company. We drink. It's all good. It is. Just go back to Sam Greenwood. It was disappointing he couldn't start. You know when he came on against the Crawley game, and yet he yeah. had Jack up front. It'd just been nice to see him. Yeah, I agree. Minutes. I agree. Yeah, just just to see, watch. just put himself about a bit and yeah. get a bit of a feel, yeah. but a bit, bit used to what what if you're going to make that step up, what it's going to be like. Yeah, absolutely. Agree with you, hundred percent. And I think like today with Foden, you know, it's cost City absolutely nothing, and he he's gonna he looks one. I mean, what's his price worth these days? Nice. So yeah, awesome. if, if we can get awesome. a couple more coming through, it'll be absolutely superb. And I think you're right. Maybe get part of the first team, just get that experience. Maybe get the odd appearance as a sub, and then hopefully the Elsa you know ties them into next season and has them part of that first team squad and believes that they can actually challenge for for a starting place, which is what you want, isn't it? That's what we're looking absolutely. for. Absolutely, absolutely. Options. Yeah. Like I said, he won 4 1 today again without a striker. A recognized striker. So, before we uh, before we wrap it up, then, um, obviously, Leeds have got their investment by um, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Super Bowl tonight. Is either either of the two of you interested at all? No. Sorry, it's not Bobby, my uh, it's not my competition. I know you are big, you have the day off work tomorrow, don't you, Jerry? Especially so you can sit up and watch the day off work. Um I'm like Jenny, unfortunately no, but I'll go for the team that have Chiefs in it just because of Lucas and Kaiser Chiefs. So well, there you go. That's that's my rationale. Yeah. And the only one I know is, is is Tom Brady, one of the most famous yeah, players yeah, of all time, still 
42 yeah. or 43 or something. He's uh, uh, he's 43. I think he's got. He, this is his tenth Super Bowl tonight, but um, wow. he's he played he played for New England for his whole career and, and moved to Tampa Bay this year. And Tampa Bay hadn't been really good for a long time, and he's got one to the Super Bowl. So that's a that's a, the caliber of the man. But but this isn't an NFL or a Super Bowl. Fortunately for Jenny and I, because it would have been a very short show. Jerry, are fans allowed in in America? Is it, are they still the same? No, no fans yeah, allowed. No, they are. They are allowed in. Yeah, there's. I think there's. I think there's thirty thousand maybe at the game tonight, and I think a lot oh, of them are like um, like emergency services and stuff. Um, I think they've given the tickets to them a lot of a lot of stuff like that. But That's yeah, cool. right through right through the playoffs, there has been an amount of fans in, but it does it doesn't necessarily mean you know that it's like obviously they're they're coping better with things because you know I think the numbers show that they're not. Mm. But just maybe the leadership they had was just kind of just putting putting it on and. And uh, didn't really care as much, but uh, yeah, there's fans in, fans in the game. I think it's twenty five or thirty thousand tonight um, at the game, and it's actually in the it's actually in the home stadium for the first time ever. Um, one of the teams that's playing, it's in their home stadium, Tampa Bay, uh, Buccaneers. So, so it's in there, but but yeah, fans are in. But um, we'll be. You, uh, you'd mentioned you might do a show tomorrow. It just depends how tired you are. I was just going to say we won't, we won't tweet Jerry in the early morning, in the seven eight o'clock tomorrow morning. He'll be getting his head down and catching up. With <laughs> Absolutely, that's it. I'm off work tomorrow, so I'm going to be sitting all day twiddling my thumbs, and thinking about what what formation is Bielsa going to play, who's going to start, how are we going to cope with this, guys? And I, to be honest with you, nearly once I get out of bed, I think I'd rather be on work and just come home and just be ready to watch the match rather than sit and think about it, but. But yeah, I probably um, probably will do a show. It'll probably not be a long one because I'll be back on work on Tuesday and maybe just a wee sort of twenty minute half an hour. But I'll I'll put uh, I'll, I'll see who we, who wants to who wants to come on and stuff. But um, for now, anyway, I'll uh, say thanks to J.K. and Jenny. I think we got a clean sweep there, did we? We got a, a three one from Jenny. Um, a a one nil two one three two for for J.K. <laughs> yeah. Four three. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got splinters in the backside there, but um, I think I went for one. Still a win. Still a win. See, see if we win. I don't. I don't care what way we win. And do you know what? See if we're sitting here tomorrow, saying that VAR is brilliant because it completely screwed Crystal Palace. I'm alright with it. I'll be again. But um, but thanks very much, lads, for coming on. And no uh, I've no doubt we'll be we'll be uh, together again soon. Enjoy and, it. Really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. It was good. Good to get a you know a good mix. We we got our VAR rants and all done as well. So we did. I think we covered a lot of topics there. That's nice. Yeah. 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 First class. Enjoy your Super Bowl tonight, Jerry. Oh, well, Don't be drinking right. too much now. Oh, here. I, if I if I started drinking, I'd be sleeping before I started. Well, don't fill up too much in coke and candy then. Okay. <laughs> 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 Thanks very much, lads. Okay. All right, have a good night. Cheers, Jerry. Cheers, Jerry. Enjoy the evening. Catch you soon. Take care. Bye bye now.